Dennis, you want to do the honors? Good morning, church. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we are so glad you're here this morning. We have a lot of uh, friends uh, that aren't normally here in the congregation with us this morning. Welcome to all of you, and of course, welcome to everyone. Uh, and uh, this is really an exciting uh, morning. This is Vision Sunday. Uh, it's also the morning that we are unveiling our cafe and the new uh, renovated children's wing. And so uh, we, uh, we, we really appreciate all that everyone has done to, to make this happen. Especially, I uh, want to give special thanks to, uh, to, to Wes and Doug Massey for kind of heading this up. So anyway, we're going to honor them. Thank you. I also wanted to, to let you know that this is my daughter's last Sunday here and uh, probably the last time we'll see her for a year or two because she, is, she has raised all her support. Thank you for those of you yeah. who have contributed to that. And she, is, uh, she will be in England this time next week. So, yeah. What's interesting is Traitor. she got home from YWAM uh, six years ago on uh, February 13th. She will arrive in London, or in, uh, yeah, in London on February 13th of uh, this year. Isn't that crazy? So we're just going to quickly invite Lindsay to come up here. And could the elders come and just surround her, and can I borrow a mic? And we're just going to pray for her. We're not going to take too long here because we've got a lot to do this morning. But we just want to surround her and pray for her. So, um, yeah, so step, step forward here. Lynn, I'm going to let you start here. Yeah. Well, Father, we thank you so much for Lindsay. Mm -hmm. We love her. Father, you're using her. We thank you for the time that you brought her back here to Springfield. Yes, God. Thank you. And now, Father, we just pray your anointing on her as yes, she God. leaves for England. Mm -hmm. Father, I'm so excited to hear what's going to happen, who she's going to meet, what's going on, how you're going to use her. Father, we just know you've got plans for Lindsay. And we just pray that blessing upon her, Father. Watch over as she travels, and help her, Father, as she settles in. And we just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. As, as uh, she partners with you, Lord, we just thank you for, for Lindsay, for the talents you've given her. And we yes, ask God. you to, that she may be, be a blessing to those all around her, and that she may be greatly blessed by knowing that she's working with you and through you. In Jesus' yes, name. God. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Lord, we just pray that you would give Lily or Lindsay, gosh, Lindsay, all the provisions <laughs> she needs. Yes, God. Um, and we just pray that basically she would have no need while she's there the entire Amen. time. Yes. Amen. And Lord, um, we were working on the the video for, um, for the renovation last night and her computer was acting up so we just come against the attack of the enemy yeah. we just declare that her computer would work properly the entire time she's there yes God. she like we pray for provision for equipment if she doesn't have equipment we pray for Amen. provision for money if she needs equipment uh, we just pray that she wouldn't have a single need while she's there um, and i pray lord that she would make great friendships yes. um, and that she would meet amazing people yes. we love you jesus yeah. and we just bless this next chapter of her life we love you lord thank you in your name we pray Lord, I, I just agree with these prayers. Lord, anoint my daughter. Uh, God, give her safe travels from here to Detroit to London to uh, 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 wherever she's going, <laughs> uh, to King's Lodge, Lord, and the YWAM base. And God, may she uh, not only flourish uh, in her multimedia, multimedia skills and creative skills and editing skills, but, but may she build an amazing team that she can leave behind to continue that ministry after she's come home yes. and so lord we just commit her into your hands we pray for your care your blessing your provision and protection in jesus name amen amen, amen. Love you. so this morning is going to look a little different obviously it's not going to be as formal as a sermon or something like that it's going to be pretty candid We'll be interrupting each other sometimes, things like that. So, yep. but we're super excited to um, share with you guys this morning. I love Vision Sunday. Uh, th these aren't the best if you do them all the time, but if once a year is good because it's just a totally different, you know, it's totally different information. Basically, gives you sort of a, a look into what we're thinking and, and what the, we feel like the Lord, where we feel like the Lord is leading us Amen. this coming year and beyond. So, yeah. Amen. So, um, uh, again, welcome. Uh, I love these two guys. We meet every Tuesday. Uh, Wes Haney, my son, 
uh, and, and Dennis Kozlov, our, my, one of my best friends in the world, uh, and will be, he's our associate pastor. Yeah, so, yeah, so let's go ahead and put up the, the screen with the, the title. So, Neil Haney, senior pastor, and I do mean senior, you know, I mean, I'm getting closer to 70 He gets all the a discount, time. yeah. Dennis Kozlov became our associate pastor in a non-paid capacity last fall, but it sounds like June 6th, maybe, might be your start date. So that's what we're June looking 6th. at right now. Yay! Awesome. And, and the elders have recognized that Wes is more than a worship pastor. And so uh, it was the consensus that Wes should be worship pastor and executive pastor. And uh, somebody said, well, doesn't executive sound like you're in charge of everything? Well, I am. Yeah. Executive means he makes things happen. Yeah. Exactly. Neil and I, we talk a lot. He does the work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, executive, if you look it up, means having the authority and the power to put plans into action. And, of course, those plans are under the supervision and the blessing of the entire elders team. In fact, the three of us are submitted to an elders team made up of a lot of very mature, loving people. And so we're not just running the show. Uh, we have a wonderful group of senior leaders that are with us, and, uh, and we really appreciate them. And so... Um, we just want to talk a little bit, I want to talk a little bit first about just the spiritual aspects of things. Uh, you know, last year in 2021, Dennis and I did probably five series. I think it was five all together. We spent the first part of the year on focusing on uh, principles of spiritual growth, how we grow spiritually. Then we did a summer on, on um, identity, intimacy, and destiny. And then we went into the fall talking about... Um, I can't remember now, but anyway, it was really good. And uh, we wrapped up talking about putting Jesus on display with love and power. And so um, this year, we started the first, you know, first sermon series was on embracing God's embrace. And we really feel like that, that this year is we need to really continue to pursue intimacy with the Lord, seeking God's face, knowing him, and coming into our understanding of union with Christ and I just want to do a quick plug here, and I'm just really quickly, I don't have their permission to do this, but there's a yellow card in the seat in front of you. There's a class that we're doing starting in two weeks on Sunday night. Uh, it's called Chrysalis, uh, Discovering Your Identity or Studying Your Identity, whatever. Uh, that class is going to be so important. And, uh, and so we really encourage you to come. I want to say this. I want to meet with everyone that's signing up for 10 minutes after church next Sunday. So the 13th, I want to meet down in the Fireside Hall for 10 minutes immediately following the church service to just give you a little prep and understanding of what we're doing. And also, we have four scholarships now that are being offered, uh, two to couples and two to individuals. So if you don't have, you know, the, uh, the $75, $120 or whatever, just let me know, and we'll get you taken care of. But generous people in our congregation have offered to pay scholarships, so that's enough about that. But coming up this, this fall, I mean this spring, uh, we're really going to be focusing on union with Christ. What that means, that we are in union with Christ, that he's not out there somewhere floating around, you know, sort of glancing at us occasionally, but we are one with him. And his life is our life. His victory is our victory. His power is our power. His spirit is our spirit. And what that means is that we're one with him. And so we're, that, that's going to be like right out of the gate what's going to be happening. And so uh, you'll, you'll really want to, to be here for that. And I want to say one last thing. We are series preachers. I preach every other week. Dennis preaches every other week. Occasionally we'll have a guest speaker. But, but um, one of the things that we do is we try to do four to six week series. And each sermon builds on the other. And in fact, each series builds on the other. And so if you can be here, preaching is not just a sermon or a talk. It's an event. And the Holy Spirit comes and anoints, and things happen in the room. Now, if you can't be here, like uh, there's a, my precious friend, she's not here because she had to leave to go work at the bank. But every other Sunday, she has to work at the bank, uh, Becca McPherson. And so she can only be here every other Sunday. If that's the case for you, uh, until we get live stream up and running, and we'll, we'll talk about that later, the sermons are online on Tuesday afternoon every week. So, so, you know, we preach on Sunday. It's posted online on Tuesday. 
Dennis, do you want to share? Yeah, I, I want to tell you, you probably by now, how many of you have been, have been here more than a year? Okay, you probably got the general idea. Every time Neil and I preach, we don't deviate from the central message of the gospel. We try to preach the gospel of the grace of God revealed in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Here's my promise to you. Here's Neil's promise to you. Here's Wes's promise to you. For 2022 and beyond, we will not deviate from this line. Mm -hmm. yeah. Every single message will be gospel focused. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you, can be, you can be assured. Yes, thank you. That's, that's <laughs> worth an applause. Uh, you can bring an unbeliever to any service yes. that Neil or I do, and yeah. that person will hear the gospel. Amen. Not maybe in the fullness, yeah. but they will hear yeah. the gospel. They mm. would hear what God feels about them. They Amen. would hear what God has done in his son for them, yes. and they will have a chance to respond to that. They will have a chance to embrace God's embrace. Amen. That's our promise. Thank so, you. yeah. Uh, there's a song that goes, we sing it sometimes, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking Amen. sand. Yeah. I use yes. sometimes different word, but you mm -hmm. know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, uh, so that's that's our promise. Yes. We, we will be we yeah. will be faithful to that line of the gospel. Amen. Never deviate from that. That's it. Yes. Sorry, I got excited yeah. about it. The final thing I'll say before we have Wes share about worship is that we're not we're not about religion here. Um, you know, some people talk about Christianity as a religion. It's a relationship with a living God. And that's what you're going to hear about when you're here, is that relationship with the living God. So, um, Wes, uh, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness as our, our worship pastor for, for the two and a half years you've been here. And uh, would you please just explain a little bit about worship for us? Yeah, um, it's the same. I mean, it's gospel-focused, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we sang two songs today basically forever we sang and we sang uh, come out of that grave and those literally are about exactly what he's talking about the gospel um, but I think the main thing I want worship to be for us is um, basically the spirit's presence yeah is focused on and yeah. in multiple ways so I have it right now here we don't want to be we don't want to we want to become aware of God's presence we don't want to ask for God's presence because he's already with us yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. we don't want to say like god please come down and hang out with us it's like no no <laughs> guys like prayer morning prayer happens every every single day of the week basically yeah. downstairs yep. and like the presence of god is literally here so when yep. we show up it's like we're showing up to what he has That's right. and we're showing up to his presence not the other way around Amen. so um so we're not striving to get his presence. We're striving to stop striving. Exactly. Yeah, and just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And so there's three things I want to I happen with, with his presence. We want to encounter his presence, experience his presence, and partner with his presence. Amen. So the two first two sound sort of similar, but I sort of describe it with this analogy. So you're in the desert, right? And then you, you encounter an oasis, so that's different than experiencing Oasis because what, what, you've, what you've done is you've come across this thing. You've basically come up to this. And it's sort of a, a shift in mindset because suddenly now you're not thirsty or suddenly you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I, I can, you know, sorry, I don't want to go too far into it. You're but good. And then when you experience that Oasis, you're swimming in it. You're drinking from it, right? Yeah. So that's what we want to do with God's presence. There's some people in here who are probably going to encounter God's presence for the first time. Yep. And then there's people in here who are going to experience God's presence like they know that oasis like the back of their hand, right? It's like, it's like every day from them, they drink from it. Amen. So, and then we want to partner with God's presence. So he is always doing healings. He's doing miracles. Yep. He wants to deepen our relationship with intimacy. Um, and he wants to bring unity, right? That's why we do worship on Sunday mornings together. So it's like, you know, I've heard the argument, there's nothing different between worshiping, um, here and worshiping in your car by yourself, but there is because we're together, right? And when two or more are gathered, he's here. So yeah. um, there's a big difference. Yeah. And then Amen. the last thing we want to achieve is revival, personal and um, mm. grand, grand scheme revival. Yes. And speaking of revival, one of the things that we're going to do to sort of fuel that is what we call revive nights, which are our worship nights. And I just want to say, if you want to put that up on the screen, the next one is scheduled for February 26th at 7. Um, that's a Saturday yeah. night. So um, last one we had was in November. It was amazing. It was. Seriously, it was so good. Yeah. Can you just explain to those who have never been there? Yeah, yeah. It's basically an hour-long service, and it's just worship and ministry. No preaching. No preaching. Yeah. <laughs> no preaching. Yeah. So we, basically what just happened here, but like twice as long, and we have a blast. Yeah. So it's just really, really fun. There's a lot of, um, yeah, anyways. The only so, thing that was wrong with that service is there were only about 70 people here. 
So we, we would love all of you to be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the other thing with, with worship, and I'm, so that first part was kind of the spiritual part. This, this next part is more like the practical, like my personal sort of vision for worship. So I really value the quality of the sound, okay? Like in two ways, skill and sound system, right? Um, because, I mean, guys, we've all been a part of like a really bad worship set before. Like we've all... Oh, just Google how to call it bloopers? Or, or worship failures. Worship failures on guys, YouTube. Like, oh, you have I'm a not, lot of fun. Like, I'm not saying they're not worshiping, but I... There's something to it where it's, it's just difficult to worship, right, in those environments where it's like the singer's not singing in tune and the guitar's out of tune and they're out of time and it's just, you just struggle through it. My heart is that you guys come and it's just easy, right? You just kind of like, it's like getting in a hot tub. You're like, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to chill here and yeah. let the spirit work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, the other thing, I want to be doing current stuff yeah. songs-wise yeah. because the Lord is, it's sing to the Lord a new song. Behold, I am doing a new thing. He's always, always speaking. So when we're doing new songs, like a couple of the songs that come out of that grave song, that's like less than a year old, right? When we're doing new stuff, we're partnering with what's got, what, what God is doing in the worship world now, right now. That's exactly, right. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then the last thing is I want there to be freedom in the room. I want, I want people to, so, you know, it sounds weird, but like there's this whole thing of, I always say at the beginning of the service, I didn't today, but like, if you want to move around, if you want to dance, if you want to lay on the floor, if you want to just sit at your chair, we are, do what you feel the Lord is leading you to do. Amen. Because I think it's, it's, it's really easy to show up to a church and be sort of pressured into doing what everyone else is doing or d- doing less than what the most crazy person is doing. <laughs> but it's like, we just want you that's, to connect. the most crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> we just want you to connect with the Lord how he's leading. So, Yeah. <laughs> That's my, that's what, that's my heart I, for I want to, I want to, uh, a word of, ooh, <laughs> I want to, I want to say a couple of words about Wes. I've, I've done a lot of ministry in my lifetime and I've been in, in touch with all kinds of ministries and churches and usually what happens, you see people with a great heart but with a not so great of a skill or sometimes you see people with a great skill but they appreciate their skill so much that the spirit is quenched. For the first time I met the guy here who treasures, uh, excellence in what he does yet he thirsts for the reality of the spirit Amen. this is a yeah. gift of God yep. this is a, I mean it's not to puff him up this is a gift of God this mm. is an mm. operation of God's grace yeah. if you've never been involved in the world of equipment sound media you just know it's like health when you help when you have full health you don't notice it yeah you just live you think oh that's fine yeah. you don't know that you have health you only begin to pay attention to your health when you start losing it right so the same thing here. How, how, have you ever heard within the last two years those like, how do you call those? Squeaking Squeaking, microphone yeah. goes like weird yeah. and stuff. Nothing happened like that. And you don't notice it. So yeah. every time there's something that is beautiful and easy to get into, just know that somebody behind the curtains has done a lot of work yeah. for you to have Amen. it easy. Amen. So that's this guy. But at the same Amen. time, just, yeah, I said it yeah. already. Thank you, brother. Yeah, that's enough. Thank you. Yeah. I can praise him for a long so, time. <laughs> well, speaking of praising, I, this is not a mutual admiration society, trust me, but I do want to say that Dennis Kozlov is one of the finest men I've ever known, one of the, the most committed Christians I've ever known, uh, one of the best theologians I've ever known, one of the best teachers I've ever known. Honestly, I'm not kidding. Uh, I, I met Dennis seven years ago. Uh, he'll, he'll talk about how that, that meeting started, but um, it's kind of funny, but anyway... Dennis, uh, as soon as we met, as soon as we talked, he was my brother and uh, that I'd never met, you know, brother from Comrade. another mother, brother from another country. And uh, uh, I actually could understand his accent, and um, it was wonderful. And we, we talked for a couple of hours, and that friendship started then. And within two years, I was already talking to him about, and I've known him for seven, about being an associate pastor here. God's timing is God's timing. Five years later, here we are. And uh, I'm so excited about this man coming on staff with us and actually being released from GFS to give his time to do sermon preparation and all the other things that he's about to talk about. But Dennis is gifted other than in speaking. He's gifted in equipping. He's gifted in all kinds of things. And I want him to share with you some of the things that are on his heart for this year So go, and in the future. All right. I'll try to be brief. I'll all try right. my best, yeah. which is hard for a preacher, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you know, 
when I moved to Springfield, I, I've been coming here for more than 20 years, but I finally moved here with my family in 2014. When I moved here, I started inter interacting with local people, for example, when you do garage sales or something, and people are like, detect your accent. Those of you who don't know, I'm, I come from Russia. I was born in the Soviet Union, and they begin to ask you questions like, where do you come from? And I tell Russia, where from? I said, St. Petersburg, city of six million. And, and they finally come to this point when they like, have a puzzled look on their face, and they look at you and they say, why did you choose Springfield? <laughs> and my standard answer to them is like, I don't think I chose Springfield. I think Springfield chose me. Yeah, and from that point, I began to explain to them how I, my involvement with church was, and it's God's plan. Here's the thing. I originally moved here being affiliated with another ministry in another church. But looking back now, I see that God used it. And I'm very grateful to those people. I love them. They're good mm -hmm. friends of Amen. mine. I yeah. bless everything they do. And we, yeah. we still have good relationship. But looking back, I see it was a vehicle that God used to bring me here. Amen. And I would ask, like, what is the purpose? And I'm telling you, you guys are the purpose. Amen. I was transferred from Russia here. Yeah. Because... One of the signs for me that God is moving is when God speaks through me. And I'm telling you, I preached in all kinds of churches and all kinds of places. The most impactful messages I, I delivered were right here. Amen. And for me, that's a sign. That's God's hand present. Yes. So that's what makes me confident that it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that I moved in Springfield at the year that I moved. It's not a coincidence that I happened to rent a house five minutes away from the church and then I bought this house. Yep. It's not a coincidence that like God, God's hand is upon it and we, we just trusting it and it's amazing. So Amen. I'm very glad. I'm very happy. I don't think it's a coincidence as well. This is really funny and it's really random, but Dennis lives on Montego. Dad lives over by Tulane. I live over on Willowbrook. And if you literally look at the map of Northridge, the, it's like a perfect triangle, and the church is like straight <laughs> in the middle, <laughs> which is just really funny. Five so, blocks, five blocks, five blocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'll try to briefly list some of the ideas, intentions, and... Uh, this is really exciting, so yeah, well, go for it. Well, first of all, just like Neil said... I, I, I'm wired in a way that I will easily get bored with something if I start something and do it more than two years. Well, <laughs> not important things like family, children, church yeah, yeah. Uh, services. Yeah. But like new projects, I love to take off the new projects. But then I would like to release it and like raise people and equip people to take care of that. So just to mention some of the things that are on my heart, not just for 2022, but probably most of them are for beyond 2022. First of all, I would love to take, organize, and lead teams of, on short-term mission trips. Amen. Yeah. Locally, in Ohio, outside of Ohio, nationally, to different parts of America, and internationally. Yeah. I personally have a very special place for Israel. Yeah. Derek Young knows, we've, he's been to Russia uh, with me. I have a lot of experience. I traveled the world. I can list you all the countries that I've been to, but it doesn't matter. All I want to tell you, I want us to get stop being myopic Amen. you know what myopic is short-sighted right. i want us to step outside of our comfort zone and do those mission trips on a regular basis because Amen. this is going to increase your heart's capacity for god's move yes i know that for sure so Amen. that's my long-term <clears throat> desire i would love to take teams to israel from this church Amen. that'd be awesome yeah sign us up yeah i will uh another thing a couple of years ago we've been helping uh, for a couple to prepare for marriage and Neil was coaching me at the same time as he was counseling those people. And he was training them uh, on marriage, on relationships. And I looked at Neil and I realized this is a top-notch teacher who can give you like top quality training in different areas. And unfortunately, we cannot do this on Sunday. Yeah. Sunday is not a place uh, and space to do that right. kind of thing. But both Neil and I have this gift of teaching going into depth in certain topics. So in the future, again, not just 2022, but beyond that, we would like to organize short-term uh, seminars, like, like trainings, seminar, like yeah. a weekend seminars yeah. on different topics and go in depth in them. Yeah, amen. Biblical stuff, marriage, uh, relationship, yeah. Yeah. marriage, money, yeah. uh, addictions, anything. Amen. You know, you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that's my desire. That's and awesome. here comes the big one that is more specific for 2022. Hmm. I want to make sure we have a very powerful ministry of small groups. Yeah, amen. Uh, you see, <clears throat> and this is my heart's desire. I call it doing life together. Yeah. If you study New Testament, 
there are about 100 expressions that is translated into English as one another. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. 59 of them is actually direct exhortations and commands to practice certain things to one another. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, I want to create time and space for every single member of this church to practice that. Yeah. And I believe... Uh, so if you're pursuing spiritual growth and you think it's just a personal thing, your spiritual growth will be very much limited. Yeah. So... Uh, I need to squeeze so much, so I'm not going to go <clears throat> in details. Let me see a couple of things I want to say. All right. So the best way to change, well, if you ask yourself, what's good about this church? I would tell you what's good. There's a great messages being delivered. They're Thank gospel-centered, <laughs> good preachers, right? Well, hey, come on. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> great worship. <clears throat> great worship. Heartfelt worship. A lot of people testified they come for the first time to this church, and they said, I've seen people really worship for, worshiping from their heart. <clears throat> and some people would say, oh, you guys are crazy. No, we're not crazy. Go to Ohio State game. <laughs> <Yeah>. Actually, <clears throat> my goal is for this church to have the same enthusiasm about Jesus as people express during Ohio State game. Amen. Yeah. All right? <clears throat> Good. Enough of that. But here's where we're really lacking. We don't do life together. Mm. We are the church with some small groups. We have small groups. They're very good. But we're not church of small groups. Most of the people are not involved in small groups. We don't have enough small groups. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to change that. We, we have studied different systems. We come up with a good practical system that is very doable. I'll mention just a few things about this so that you would know what to expect. Mm, let me see. I lost my notes right here. Yeah. So we, we want to create it. So it's a culture problem. Uh, we want to create a different culture where we're like gathering together in small groups, doing life together, knowing what's going on with, with each other, knowing how to pray for each other mm-hmm. is, is part of our DNA. Right. So we have a question like, we've been living without it. Do we really need this? My question, my answer to this is resounding yes. We yeah. need this. We That's need this mean. desperately. Well, first of all, theologically, every believer in Christ is called a member of the body of Christ. Mm. And if you study the book of Ephesians, it says that the, the, the body grows only when the members are connected. Yeah. If you're disconnected, the body doesn't grow. Amen. If you're yeah. disconnected, your gifts are not being employed. Mm-hmm. And if you're disconnected, you're not being protected spiritually and you do not provide protection and care for others. That's right. That's so we true. need to be intentional about it. Yeah. Uh, Practically speaking, people fall through the cracks. I've seen it over and over again. In the best churches, people come, they hear great messages, they worship, and then something bad happens to them. And they're crushed, and they disappear. Mm -hmm. And nobody notices for a while. And then people begin to notice, but by the time they begin to notice, it's kind of too late. People are too low. And sometimes they don't even know how to get in touch with them. So that just tells me that it's it's not right. They don't do life together. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen when you're connected. You understand? It's really good. Yeah. So yes. uh, everybody has a dark season in their life. We want to. We want to be. We want to strengthen one another and encourage. So let me see. So, so here's the very specific things. My intention for the summer of 2022 is to do the groundwork, coordination, and planning. By the end of July, I hope to have a number of small group leaders and hosts who will be ready. Uh, these are these are more facilitators yes. than than leaders. So don't get freaked out if you're asked to facilitate a small group because it's not like you don't have to have these great leadership skills. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, like yeah, you would say who are those facilitators, leaders? That's you guys. Yeah, that's you guys. Yeah. I, I will be approaching you. You'll be hiding from me, running from me. <laughs> I'll be hunting you down the hallway and talking to every one of you. I'll try my best to convince you to recruit for that. And here's the good news: I'm not gonna like squeeze the dedication for the rest of your life. We're going to do it practical and real. We want to do semester-based small groups. They will have a definite beginning and definite end. Like 10 10 to 12 weeks. 10 to 12 weeks. You get together. You meet people. We create a space and time to make friendships and worship Jesus together and get Mm -hmm. into the Bible. And then we rotate. We'll have breaks for a few months. Yeah. And Everything starts one. at the same time, ends at the same time. Yeah, yeah, so we'll do it as a church. People will be able to change groups as we go with no condemnation, no guilt. People will not be burned out. It'll right. be very realistic, all right? So it's good. Uh, we're going to give freedom. Mm-hmm. 
we're not going to be control freaks. Pastors often uh, have an inclination to be control freaks. They want to control every single thing that happens in the church. No, we, we want to be intentional about giving some freedom to people of those groups because we believe the gifts of the Spirit are going to work through those people, all right? Amen. So, yeah. And one, here's the last and one biggest difference about those groups. Uh, we have a mentality of insiders versus outsiders, church people versus those pagans. Well, I want to change that. I, wanna, yeah. I want you to be on alert to mm. looking for people whose heart is already being worked on by the Spirit of God to draw them to Jesus. Amen. Yeah. I want us to, be, to have a mentality of outside in, not inside out. That's right. It's not like we're holding the fort and then we're just trying to grab somebody and take them <laughs> hostage them and yeah. bring yeah. them in. It's, small groups is, like, I think what Dennis is saying is smart, like, small groups is an amazing way of inviting people to church by inviting them to small group first, right? Because, like, imagine coming on a Sunday for the first time and you know not, not a single person, right? That's so awkward. It's so weird. You don't know what's going on. If you go to a small group, right, you get to know a few people. When you come to church, you know somebody. You know what I mean? So it's, it's such an easier way to sort of bring people in yeah. and, and sort of um, invite them to come in a comforting yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, if we do everything right and we have your support, prayerful and practical, in August, we'll start promoting it. In September, after Labor Day, we will actually launch our first wave of the church-wide semester-based small groups. And hopefully, 2023 will be a regular thing so that we will have like three waves of small groups through the year. And every year, we'll do that. And that will increase too. All right. Yeah, excellent. Oh, by the way, you guys, how many do you think is a regular uh, church number here of people, church attendance? Like well, we're, we've been numbering around 120 recently yeah. on average. You know what? But I personally, every time we have like 120 people here, I just know how many pe- families are not here. So it's never like everybody is here. So right. if you bring everybody, it's more than, I believe it's closer to 300 people actually. So the home group, and it's due to different factors like traveling, sure. yeah. different exactly. work schedules. So home groups will... All, will cover all of these people that are not here every Sunday. Right. That's right. it. That's Sorry. Good. I need to That's really shut good. up. <laughs> so, Dennis, thank you. And we're, super, we're so excited about your... Uh, the things Did it make you, sense what I said? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you. We're so excited about what you're bringing to this church as associate pastor. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really wisdom, and it's time. It's time for Dennis to become a staff person. Um, you know... Uh, he, you know cars have like four cylinders, six cylinders, eight cylinders, and I think there's some cars that have 12 cylinders, like, like Jaguars or whatever. Uh, but, um, and then Teslas but have no cylinders. So. Let's just, yeah, let's just say that, well, let's, we're talking about conventional vehicles. Um, you know, a, a car that has eight cylinders, but it's only hitting on five cylinders, um, you know, we're really glad that, that, that the car hits on five cylinders, but it would be really nice if it hit on all cylinders. And, you know, I believe that this church was raised up in the early 60s for a purpose. There was a little Mennonite couple at a little Mennonite church in West Liberty, Ohio, that felt led of the Lord to come here and plant this church in the late 50s, around the time I was conceived and born. And um, I believe that my life was meant to be here, honestly, because I've been here since I was 28 years old, just a year older than Wes, uh, on staff here. So... Um, having said that, I want to see God's purpose for raising this church up fulfilled on my watch. I don't know how many more years I have, but I'm 63, you know, and I don't plan to be 73 and still being the senior pastor of this church. Now, I may be if these guys won't let me leave, but my point is this. In the next 10 years, I want to see what God had in mind for this church fulfilled, which means we're hitting on all cylinders. So we talked about we're hitting on a good, you know, worship cylinder's working fine. We feel like the, the preaching the gospel cylinder is working. We, we feel like, uh, uh, you know, the, the building, God's given us a gorgeous facility. I mean, this place started out being built in the, the early 60s, and uh, we've added to it four times, and it's still a great facility after all these years. And not all churches are like that. But God has miraculously given us a beautiful facility. We want to see, we've renovated the original building. And we want you to see that at the end of the service today. 
But we, we also want to, uh, there's a lot of good things happening, a lot of good things happening. Um, but we want to, there's two things that we want to see happen besides uh, small group ministry really, really um, hitting on a good cylinder. Uh, two things that I want to talk about. Uh, one is uh, just a culture of inviting people to church. And that includes inviting people to small group that aren't even attending church. But every, every Sunday in you know, the Welcome Center, uh, at the tables outside of the doors here, we're going to have these You're Invited cards. And uh, it has the, the time, the address, the website, Everything they need to know is on this little card. And, and guys, you can be talking to someone in a grocery store. I, uh, Gene Kelly, who's been to our church, this is his third time, and he's already inviting people to church. It's just wonderful. And he was talking to somebody, uh, one of the, the people that were work, was working uh, as a cashier at Market at the Ridge. He just invited them to church. It's just really easy to do. But if you have one of these cards, you don't even have to start a conversation with somebody about the church you can just say, hey, by the way, I go to this church I really like. It's here in Northridge. Uh, I, got a, I just have a card that has all the information. Hey, come to church sometime. I think you'll like it. I That's all you have to it's do. Like, it's very, very simple. It's, I ahead. feel like inviting people to church is always this weird taboo thing where you feel like you're a car salesman and you're trying to sell your church. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that way. It's no. like it's, Dennis mentioned, it's like, like you, you watched a movie you really like or you ate at this restaurant you really like, and you're like, bro, you got to go to this restaurant. It's so good. I mean, because like, can I ask a quick question? How many, of, how many of you guys received the word of God through preaching here? How many of you, like, experienced heartfelt worship and the spirit of God touched you during the worship? So, that happens here every Sunday. And that tells me that something really good is happening to people's life here. So, how come it is one of the, like... Uh, secrets of Springfield that nobody knows about. So that's what makes it different between, uh, between a salesman who is trying to peddle something that is not of a good quality to someone who tried something, tasted something, really enjoyed it, and tells his friends about it. Or even people who are not his friends, but just say, hey, you like Indian food? There's a new Indian place in town. By the way, it's true. Uh, so there's a good church in Springfield that preaches the gospel, that preaches the kindness and goodness and the grace of God. And, you know, you can grow in that and you can begin to experience the move of God. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah, start preaching. You, you got the idea. You're not a salesman. No. You're, you, you are sharing good stuff with people who need it. And you have no idea how many people are there that are not part of the church because they've never been invited. Yeah. Sure about Grace Chapel. Well, yeah, so the church I, I was working at before I, um, they invited me to come and be back here uh, is called Grace Chapel. And it's, um, it's in a really small, super small town. It'd be like being in a Catawba or something. Seriously? I mean, like, yeah. it's very small. So, like, um, you know, I, um, we were averaging five to 600 people, right? And then they did this super big push for Easter in 2018. We're going to invite five people. Each person invites five people. And, I mean, they, like, probably pushed it way too much. I was like, this is kind of, you know. But they had, we had over 1,000 people there that Sunday. And it just shows you, like, how inviting people actually works. People will actually come if you just invite them. But every Sunday, the senior pastor would say, in, as he ended his message, invite someone to church next Sunday. And people would do it. Yes, they because would. Because it yeah. was always... In front of people, we're not going to do that, uh, but but we will mention occasionally. Don't forget the invite cards and invite someone to church next Sunday. You'd be surprised. Uh, George Barna, who's like a uh, like does surveys and stuff, he said that that in this culture, people are hungry for something real, and the only reason they're not coming to your church is because you haven't invited them. If you invite them, chances are they'll come. In this culture, because they're people are just completely turned off with politics and, you know, anything that's like plastic promises. They want something real. And if you say, hey, I'm experiencing something real at my church, you should come. There's a really good chance they'll come. So anyway. Yeah, here's the, here's the like living proof. Gabe, wave your hand. This is Gabe. I just trained him at my work. He came. We talked. I invited him to church. He came. He said, I was touched by the Spirit of God. I cried three times through the sermon. <laughs> I have never felt hey, the I presence the of time, God so. so much when you worship. I, oh, that's, that's what we want, right? Amen. Just yeah, like good. what would happen if I would never just invite him? So, okay, yeah. you're a Christian. Yeah. Cool. 
in the welcome center. There's also some yeah, outside this door here. So we're actually almost out, but we've ordered more, so there'll be more next Sunday. Yeah. So just saying. Yeah, we'll bring more. <laughs> and right I now. honestly, like, no joke, like, we want we want people to use these. Yeah. So, like, grab a stack of, like, five or six and keep them in your car. Yeah. And then you're at a restaurant, and you're talking yeah. to somebody, hey, I got an invite card. I'll go get it in my car. You I know always what I mean? have one in my wallet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just seriously use those, because yeah. that's what they're for. So. Yeah. The, second, the second thing I want to talk about, the next cylinder is, is outreach. And... Uh, um, and that, that is, I mean, I'm sorry, what am I saying? It's, it's service. Serv- Let me say one more thing about outreach. We, we're also going to continue to do like outreaches like trick-or-treat outreach, and um, we're probably going to try to do some stuff over at Ashton Meadows this summer. Uh, we're also going to be involved in what's called Revive Ohio, and I'll be talking about that later. But anyway, we're just you know, being outward-focused is an, an important uh, uh, value for us. And then... Um, uh, a culture of uh, service. Um, you know, the, the saying goes, uh, I mean, it's, it's true across the board in the, in the uh, American church that 20% of the people do 80% of the work in the church. And uh, I don't want that to be true of our church. The body of Christ is made up of, of all kinds of members, right? That, like, like, you know, some people, like, I'm a mouth, okay? Uh, uh, you know, Wes, are, Wes is, he's hands, you know, whether he's playing the guitar or putting light fixtures up or whatever. But there's, there's constantly uh, things that, that need to be done in our church, uh, you know, children's ministry, youth ministry, a welcoming ministry, uh, uh, you know, greeters. And you know, just there's a plethora of, of, of things that, that we need to, to be doing. And um, we need all hands on deck to do this. And if you're not in a ministry... That's paralysis in the body of Christ. If you're not doing something, at least one ministry, uh, th- then, then you're causing some paralysis. Now, I'm not trying to lay a guilt trip, but everyone should be doing something, especially something that they're gifted in. Uh, and, and, and so we want to help you. We're, we're going to give you lots of opportunities in 2022 to find out where you can help, where you can serve it, within the church, outside the church, because there's a lot of opportunities Outside the church, Lynette Reed is serving the poor outside the church. She would be happy to connect you with that. But, but we need to be doing ministry. Each one of us have something to contribute to the body of Christ and to the work of the ministry. And we're supposed to be equipping you. And so I take responsibility for not equipping you for the ministry. Uh, and, and that's what Dennis is going to be helping me do, us, us do uh, as leaders. But, but anyway, just... Just want you to know that that we're coming after you for for uh, <laughs> well, in two so. ministry areas that we really really need help in are the children's wing and the children's ministries, like you know serving in the nursery and serving uh, teaching classes, and then the media team. Mm-hmm. Uh, because and the thing that about serving is the more that people that serve, the less people have to do. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you're on once a month or less even. Right. So and that's that would what be I, ideal to have someone like doing children's ministry or doing multimedia or sound or whatever once a month. And so. I, yeah, yeah and I want to honor Shane and Hannah. They're serving in like three different ministry areas right now. Amen. I mean, seriously, they are ready yeah. to serve, and I appreciate you guys so much, and you do so much work. I mean, I think, I mean, Amen. Lily yeah. was doing media basically solely for, for a while, and then she had Daisy. So for like three months, they did media every Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so, and they drive from um, Bellbrook or... Kettering, yeah. So, I mean, they're coming for a long way. And wow. so I, I appreciate you guys so much, but I want to help them out. I want more people on the team yeah. so that they're not having you, to Thank you, Kim do it. Young. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Kim. And, <laughs> and also, um, another area that we're going to be needing some help in, which I'm just segueing to the next section, yeah, go ahead, is, man. and we're starting to get now into more of like the renovation sort of talk. But um, one of the things that we decided to do as a part of the 2021 loan and renovation is live stream. And we've obviously been all hands on deck, full, uh, full speed ahead with the cafe and the children's wing. And as of this Sunday, those projects are finished. So the next three projects I will be working on this year um, are the playground, live stream, and what I call the speaker network system, which is basically sound across the building. So when you go to the bathroom, you're in the nurseries, you're in the cafe, you hear what's going on in this room. So that's going to be really cool. You know, it's like you need to use the bathroom, but you don't want to miss the sermon. So, you know, now you can just go to the bathroom and dude, Siri is talking to me a lot today. Um, So anyway, so those three projects I'm really excited about. The one I want to focus on is is live stream and just basically sort of explain why and um, 
sort of give you more information about sort of what we'll be doing. Do you understand what live stream is? We're talking about video live stream. Yes, video live stream. Yes. So, and I, I think, so COVID made that very obvious and clear to people that it was a necessity. Um, you know, suddenly no one can go to church for four months. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I want to go to church, but I can't leave my house. So that sort of like, and then the churches that were live streaming, it's like, they just kept doing what they were doing and, you know, didn't miss a beat. But like, you know, 70% of the other churches that weren't live streaming were like losing members and money and like, you know, it's like, you know, closing their doors because it's like they couldn't function. So, um, and that's obviously not one of the, re that's not really why we did amazing during the pandemic. I'm pretty sure our, our tithe went up, um, you know, like, and we were, we clo we opened very early and everyone was very, very um, encouraging and, and was excited to come back. Um, but one of the main things that we're going to use live, live stream for is, is outreach, uh, because it is an amazing way to get yourself out there and for people to hear. I mean, like what we're not wanting to do is for you to stay home in your PJs and just, you know, like come to church online. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> I'll get to that. Yeah. So, um, you're fine. So, um, but it's an amazing promotional tool. I mean, Dennis can attest to during the, during your quarantine, you can explain that. Yeah, really like quick. my daughter was tested positive last January, and all of a sudden I found myself locked in the house for 14 days. That protocol was there uh, back, back then was 14 days, stayed home. And I thought, okay, I, hear, I had some prophecies to start some kind of a schools on YouTube, so I decided to give it a try. So I started shooting short videos based on my preparation for messages here in Russian, for Russian-speaking audience. So... I started in January. I was not very consistent, and that's one of the keys to success, to be consistent. I wasn't consistent. I didn't put too much effort. Every once in a while, I'll just throw a little video. As of today, there are thousands of people watching those videos and listening. Uh, there are uh, 809 people uh, intentionally subscribing to this channel. Those are the people who don't want to miss a single thing. There are like hundreds of uh, text messages to me. As a result, I was invited to hold a conference in Seattle, Washington, which I did. Another trip is coming in Florida. Great, right? In, in March uh, to, to do a little conference there. So that's just for doing something on YouTube. Yeah. So what excites yeah. me, this live stream, every single time we do a service here, we worship together and we do uh, a message Immediately after that, not only it's live stream, it's published on YouTube and many other platforms. Yep. And it keeps working every single day, 24-7, for years to come. Yeah. So that will be a lot of influence on people. And we have really quality worship and really quality messages and services. And I feel like that stuff needs to be out of this room. You know what I mean? Like, it needs to be more than just in here and these people experiencing that. Um, that being said, uh, well, I just want to say one last thing. We did like a tester. Like Lily literally Facebook lived on her phone, dad preaching one Sunday, and it got like almost 3,000 views. So we were like, okay, can you imagine the chart? Like say, say one like tenth of the people came because of that or like less. Let's just go with like one like fifth. That's like 150 people. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like, that's incredible. So like, I you, think, you know, radio stations, when they began, the very first, I heard that because I worked for the Christian radio station, the very first message that was translated on the radio, broadcasted on the radio in America was a Christian message. Mm -hmm. So today, uh, internet is the thing. So I don't know what will be there tomorrow, but we should utilize it. We should yeah. utilize it for the, for the, you know, the world uses it for bad things. We want to use it for the best things. Yeah, come on. Sorry. So um, I do want to say a few disclaimers, though. So live stream is incredibly complex. <laughs> and I'm sort of an uncharted territory with the video side of things. Um, I obviously have a few people. Lily's, Lily's dad actually can help us. Um, um, my sister worked at a really big church that's live streaming. They have lots of people who can give us some pointers. And a couple friends of mine in town, their church is live streamed. So the audio side isn't, you know, that's not going to be really a, a big thing. But the video side is. And there's the other things like, you know, we're singing other people's worship music. So we have copyright things we're going to be running into. Different things that I sort of need to figure out. So we're not going to start live streaming like tomorrow. Like this is going to be maybe in the summer. And I'm going to be building the system over a series of months. Um, I'm planning to, to, for it to be the summer. I, it could be longer, but I hope not. But the other thing is, so we currently have a media person and we currently have a sound person. 
But when we start live streaming, we will need another sound person for the live stream mix, and we will need a video switcher person, basically that chooses the camera angles and sends that out to the broadcast. So if this is another area that we need volunteers and people to serve, I know that sounds really daunting, and it honestly is kind of a, it'll probably be one of the more complex areas to serve in. But if that's something that, and I will personally train you, and it will be, um, it w- you will know what you're doing by the time we're done. Uh, but if that's something you're interested in, come talk to me, because I want to start building the team now. Um, yeah, okay, so we d- the way we're, we're sort of thinking about live stream is we want this to be a way that people can find our church and see our church. The, the younger generations, Liam, Bunnell's Gen Z, they, they, they literally, like, we were going to go visit my friend Zach Sturzenbach's church. And on the way, Lily's just pulled up a service, and she's like, you know, what's it going to be like, basically? So instead of just racking up to a church and you have no idea what's going to happen, um, basically, people will actually be able to check out our services, which is really cool. So I, I think we're, we're sort of going at the view of it being called something like Vineyard Glimpse or something really cool where you basically, you can get a view of what's going on. If you can't be here, you can watch it. But we don't want to co- sort of create a culture, like that said, of sort of people just being like, I'm just going to chill at home on my PJs and like, you know, they can do whatever they're doing there. We want it to be an, an access point for people who need it, but also sort of an invitation to join our community. Right. It seemed like, right. you know, hey, this is what's going on here. Do you want to be a part of it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's really what I have to say about live stream. We should probably move on to renovation. We should move on yeah. to renovation. Okay. So, guys, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start really quick. Kim, if you want to black out the stage lights, we're going to play the uh, renovation before and after video. So, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Awesome. That was just a short clip, and we're going to talk about everything kind of briefly, but before we do that, Doug, if you want to come up on stage. All right. Yeah, come on. This guy is amazing. So let me just say that Doug Massey is, uh, he's, he plays bass for the worship band. He's our uh, head trustee, which is in charge of taking care of the you know, existing building. He's an elder, and now he's been our general contractor for this entire project. Yeah, for and the last this year. man has worked like beyond belief. So anyway, he told me he you. was leaving to go to the church, and his wife said, "Oh, so you're going home? Okay." <laughs> <laughs> no, I really want to recognize some people uh, through all this. We, you know, we started Vision Sunday last year. We talked about yeah. we laid out the plan. Yeah. Uh, we talked about self-performing as much as we could to kind of let our dollar stretch from go further. Yeah. And really, people have stepped up, and I really appreciate it. And I'd like to, if anybody has been involved in 
from the demo to the drywall hanging to insulation to cleanup even, and we had several of those people here lately. Mm -hmm. Could you just please stand right now? Everybody that's been involved with just anything to do with the renovation, stand please stand. I want people to Come see. Come on. Rob, we're involved. Olga, stand up. Yeah, come I mean, on. don't be bashful. I mean, there's been a lot yeah, of people, and, and good relationships been brought out of this too. Because yeah. I really appreciate all that. So thank you very much, everyone. Yes. Not only that, but I, I really believe God's been through with us through this whole thing. I mean, He's brought on board some good quality uh, subcontractors, and yeah, I want to acknowledge those too. Mark and Luke had to leave because they had a, a new baby or something. They had one to go and visit. Oh, okay, gotcha, it. gotcha. They so I wanted left. to acknowledge them, but they were our electricians, and yeah. they just did an outstanding job. They spent the extra Saturdays. Their four guys showed up. Uh, their dad is 86 years old. He would show up on on Saturday and work yeah. all day. He'd be here early when I'm yep. here. Yep. And just had, they really had a passion for what they do. Yeah. And you could just see it in their workmanship and that. Yeah. And, What's uh, the name of their company? I don't know. It, I think it's... Uh, Midwest? Midwest Electric. It's Mark Macy, and, and, and I do want to put a plug out there. If anybody needs an electrician. For real, they're if amazing. If we're not needing, you're using them first. Okay? Money, money, money redid and, his and whole that, basement. Yeah, that, that's and they, the thing. You know, like I said, God works through things, and, and he did money's basement. And that's kind of like where I uh, found him. It was yeah. through money. And, uh, you know, I had interviewed and talked with several electricians and they were astronomical on price mm -hmm. and it was just going to blow our budget big time mark yep. was very reasonable and you can't beat the workmanship it's just yep. great amen good guys and uh yeah and i also want to talk about jerry ford our our plumber yeah. and jerry did an outstanding job too jerry, jerry stand bro i'm gonna honor you yeah for plumbing jerry, Jerry, Jerry's a master plumber. He knows more about this building and this plumbing than probably anybody. Yeah. Precision on, plumbing, by the he, way. Yeah. He worked on this, the original renovation, and you know there was things that came up through our project that I just frankly missed. Like, for instance, the garbage disposal. Both, both the kitchen and the cafe, I totally forgot about power for the garbage disposal. <laughs> well, he came up with an outstanding idea, push button, switch. And it just saved us a lot of money. Awesome. And just to you know, mention also about you know how God works. Uh, the cafe was going to require the you know the the uh, rough end for the plumbing, the water, the drain, and so yeah, forth. Yeah, we were going to probably have to jackhammer up the yeah. floor to run we, pipes under. It the was going to be very expensive. Yeah. We opened the wall up, and it's almost like God, in His infinite wisdom, knew there was going to be a cafe here in the future. And right where we wanted the cafe sink to be at, there was the plumbing, there was the water, everything was right there waiting for us. <laughs> yeah. It was just crazy? outstanding. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, again, I just want to thank everyone for their, their help, their good yeah. their work. And I know there's been prayers and there's yes. been donations. Yes. And that, that can't go unnoticed either. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. everybody for yes. all that you've done for this renovation. Amen. Thank absolutely. you very much. Yeah, thanks, so, Doug. Yeah, thank you so much, Doug. Yeah. So I'm just going to briefly, just briefly share about the different areas um, so honestly, oh, well, first thing I'm going to say is, um, this is the only disappointing news. It's not really that disappointing, but so the playground, um, because of the current economic situation, um, the lead times are like 40 weeks. So if we bought the playground now, February, the first week of, sorry, the first week of November is when we would get it in. And, and then it's like, you know, you go five months without being able to use it. So we've decided to wait basically to order it so that it will have it in in the spring of 2023. Right, March of 20, yeah. so, so that it can be used during the spring, summer, and fall months. Amen. So, but if you want to show the picture of the playground, this is the one we've decided on. The colors obviously may be different, um, but yeah, that's what it will look like. So we're very excited. It's an, industrial, it's an industrial one. It's not like a residential, they say, so it's rated for a really, really long time. Lots of kids can play on that. So that's going to be really cool. It, it looks sort of small in that picture, but it's actually quite big. So, um, so kids yeah. Kids love it, yeah. Yeah, so um, next thing, I just want to basically go through the before and after shots of each room that we've done. Uh, but the, before I want to... Oh, jeez. Oh, before I want to do that, I just want to share something really quick. If you want to put the message up that was sent to me today, uh, Lily's dad, uh, my wife's father, that, um, he's amazingly prophetic. And he, he got a word for us this morning and sent this to my dad. He didn't actually get it. I, had, I screenshotted and texted it to him because they sent it over WhatsApp. But I'm just going to read this. It says, hi, Neil. To be and I have been thinking about the church relaunch that you are kicking off tomorrow. We sense that God is saying that this is not only a physical relaunch and renewal, but a spiritual one where the church will play a greater part 
a greater role in a part of the city. We will be praying for you as the months of hard work have become, uh, are starting new things. So that's, I think that that's amazing. And I, that's actually my heart. I want to see our church sort of have a greater impact in our city. There's a church where I, where I lived before when we worked at Grace Chapel uh, called Faith Family. And the church literally got so big that they bought the old Hoover factory and converted it into a 5,000-seat auditorium. And they have multiple services. And the economic like sort of strata of that area changed because the church existed. Yep. They put a Dunkin' Donuts in, they put a bunch of restaurants in because the church existed. So, and, and you know, Bethel, they do the things where they buy fire trucks and they buy police cars and they pay salaries for, you know, whoever um, for their city. And I want to get to the point where we're blessing our city that much. Amen. So yeah. I think that's prophetic for this season. Amen. But yeah. let's go through the before and afters. So this is... The before for the cafe, if you believe it or not. And this is the after. It looks absolutely yeah. uh, incredible. Yeah. So, and I want to give some props to my wife. She designed the whole thing from yeah. top to bottom. Man. So Go every Lily. inch in detail. And uh, if you want to go to the next one, this is the before for the classrooms. It's only the front side. We knocked that wall down. And then the after, uh, this is what it looks like now. And uh, it's, we'll have tables in there as soon as they Yeah, yeah, they're back them, ordered yeah. as well. Yeah. So if you want to go to the next uh, slide, this is the kitchen before. <laughs> wow, I'm getting nauseous. Okay, next slide. This is the after. So yeah. it looks like a totally different place. Like, absolutely. So, yep. And then the before of the children's auditorium. And then the after, it looks so, so good. I'm so excited about that. Once again, those are temporary tables because the new ones will be yep. in, in mid-February. So, yeah. Uh, what's the other slides that I have? Um, obviously, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so the courtyard, um, I just really want to honor it really quick. Those who are going to be serving on the courtyard uh, yep. team, courtyard cafe team, Shane and Hannah, Keenan, are they? So I think Keenan and Seth and Mary, uh, yeah, you guys stand actually. And then where's Nettie? She'll be serving. You want to stand? Uh, guys, we love these guys. They are so awesome. They're jumping into uncharted, uncharted territory with serving in this area. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, Keenan Young and Kim... Uh, sorry, no, Kim's in media. Keenan and Mary and Seth are in there today. And uh, like I said, the, the cafe is open for service after as well. So go check that out. But also, uh, go to the next slide. Thanks, guys. Uh, go to the next slide. We want you guys to check out the new children's yeah, wing as well. So please just walk around. Yeah. I think the kids have like a gift for those who have donated and those who have, have been a part of it. So yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing stuff happening right now. And this is sort of just um, a culmination of what's happened in the last year. Yeah. Once again, I just want to reiterate, reiterate, thank you so much to Doug. I mean, you're an amazing man and I'm yeah. so glad you're here. Yeah. We literally would have been able to do any of this without you. And uh, thank you to everybody who served. Seriously, it's, yeah. been, it's been amazing and fun yeah. doing stuff on Saturdays and whatnot. So, um, yeah, so if you want to do this last part, this is the kind of, you know. Yeah. So, so, guys, we're, you know, we, we ask for people to give uh, for a year, three years, five years, whatever. And, uh, of course, we've, we, we just, this is the end of the, the first year of giving, and um, if you want to, to help us pay for it, because we borrowed three hundred and I think twenty thousand to to do this renovation, and of course that costs money, uh, and we don't talk a lot about money around here. And our dream is to grow big enough that giving and with the live stream, because you know live stream actually increases giving by like sixty percent. So once you get that up and running, uh, because you can give online, but we hope within three years that we can just absorb the, the building fund payment into the general fund. But in the meantime, we would really appreciate if you guys would jump, jump in and, and, and commit to once a month for at least a year. The, the, the blue cards are in the seat in front of you. If you're willing to do that, all we're asking you to do is take one, pray about it. If God doesn't lead you, lead you to give, don't give. If he leads you to give something, then be obedient. If it's 25 a month, uh, 50 a month, 100 a month, whatever, uh, just be obedient. That's all we're asking. And please don't feel guilty if you don't, if you can't give or you're not feeling led to. That's okay. Come and enjoy anyway. But um, but we would love to have you know the we would love to to just get this building paid off early. Actually, yep. yes. 
No, we don't need a, a new one every year. Uh, if, if you don't have an end date on yours, we don't have an end date on ours. Uh, but some people have signed up for a year. And, and it's, if you will re-up, that would be great. Uh, again, if you feel like, hey, I gave a year and I'm done, that's okay. We're, there's no pressure from us. Yeah, we wanted, to create, we wanted to create an opportunity last year to, for people who, who would love to be part of it but maybe don't have enough faith for such a big project to give it a try by pledging for one year and yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. You see what happens. So uh -huh. if you are one of those, I'm one of those actually. My wife and I, we were giving to building fund for one year. We pledged for one year only. And now we're going to renew. And I encourage you to do the same because that's a good, good thing that is happening. Amen. Yeah. So we just want to thank you guys so much for, you know, basically you're the reason that all this is happening. And um, I'm, I'm so excited about sort of this new chapter with the cafe. This morning was so cool seeing everybody hanging out in there and stuff like that. And then obviously the kids are in their new wing for the first time. They literally haven't met in there for over a year. So, uh, yeah. yeah. What's up? One last thing. And, and this really is the last thing. And then can I just pray? And yeah, absolutely. Message? We're not going to have ministry time today. Just yeah. this is like go one and, of those few Go Sundays. and look around. That's what we want you to do. Yeah. Just go and and look I'll around. be in the kids' wing, and I'll talk about it if you guys have questions of what we've um, done. We, we are normally not self-promoting. Uh, so we've talked a lot about good things happening in the church, and we've talked about how much we appreciate each other and that sort of thing. Uh, that's very rare. I, and I'm, on, I'm really not comfortable with that, honestly. But... But we just needed to talk about the fact that uh, in 2016, we were dead. We, we were just dead in the water. And since that time, God has resurrected this church. And when God does it, he does it well. And so I'm just thankful to God for what he's done. I'm thankful for God, to God that he brought Wes and, and Dennis and, and uh, you know, all, all the people that are... I, I have a new secretary, by the way. We're going to honor Lynn eventually, but uh, Laura, uh, La Laurie Lively is, is my new secretary. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> She's amazing. But, but God just keeps bringing us good people and good things. And, and so, uh, we so got many Seth. of you are... What's that? We got Seth. Skinner. We got Seth, Seth Skinner. Skinner. Yes, Seth Skinner, our youth, youth director. I mean, and, and I just appreciate all the people that are have come in the last two or three years to our church. It's just been phenomenal to see an influx of life here. And, uh, and young people with, with children, you know, people coming pregnant and giving birth to babies, that's been awesome to see again because that didn't happen for a while. So anyway, we're just very thankful for what God has done. And if you've, I hope this hadn't felt like a brag session at all, but we're just thankful to God for what he's been doing. Unless God builds a house, the workers labor in vain. And I have labored in vain at times. But right now, I feel, it feels like God's building this, this house. So let's pray. Father, thank you for, for this morning. Thank you for everyone's patience with us because we've, we've gone over time. But God, thank you for what you've done here. And thank you for what you're doing and will continue to do because, God, you're building this house. You resurrected us from the dead, and you are giving life here. And, uh, and, Father, we want to be a blessing to the people of... I mean, we want... Uh, I, I want the three of us to bless this church. I want this church to bless our, our Northridge community, our city of Springfield, our county of Clark County, and, and way beyond that, Lord. And, and I just pray that you will bless us as you did Abraham, that we might be a blessing the way Abraham was. So, Father, that's our, that's our goal here is to be, a, to be blessed and to be a blessing. And so, Father, I pray that blessing on every single person here. And for everyone that's been here that's a guest that's, uh, that came this morning for this special morning, thank you for being here. God bless you all. Amen.